The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What is the cloud? It's not just pie in the sky anymore. SAP presents In the Cloud with Game Changers with your host, Bonnie D. Graham. Are you in the cloud yet? If you are, do you know how to maximize its potential? Get ready for an hour of innovations and innovators who will explain how they are using the cloud. Find out how to make it work for you or work more effectively for you. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Letters of the day are BI, business intelligence. You've heard it before. We're going to talk about how cool it is or isn't in the cloud. Okay, let's go. In 1989, Howard Dresser proposed the term BI to describe the concepts and methods to improve business decision-making by using fact-based support systems. That was 23 years ago. Do the math. Today, your company needs BI more than ever. Why? To compete and survive. And you have more options today. You don't just have on-premise BI, the original version. Okay, maybe it's a little complex, maybe it's a little inflexible, but it works. You also have a choice of the cloud or SaaS BI. It's said that it's more agile, more affordable, more accessible to more people. Wow, everyone loves the shiny penny. So is BI in the cloud right for your company? We've asked the experts, and we may just have a good debate today. Let me tell you what they said. Cindy Housen comments, quote, Cloud BI promises to make on-premise installations obsolete, much to the fear of traditional IT departments. Who loves BI in the cloud? CIOs. It's the worker bees that fear it. We'll talk to Cindy in about two minutes and find out what she means. I like the part that the worker bees fear it. Want to know more about that, Cindy? Miko Yuck is with us today, and she quotes Gartner. She says, when referring to SaaS BI, Gartner says, quote, Cloud offerings will make up just 3% of business intelligence revenue by 2013 as user adoption will lag far behind the expectations of vendors. So we're adding vendors to the mix. Thanks for the quote, Miko. We'll get to you in just about a minute after Cindy. And Elon Frank joins us. He suggests... Want to dip your toes into Cloud BI? Try prototyping your on-premise BI using a Cloud BI solution. Hmm, sounds like an interesting recipe. We'll be talking to Elon in a couple minutes as well. So join us for the next hour for Cool BI Emerging Trends in the Cloud. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to today's live edition of In the Cloud with Game Changers presented by SAP. And now it's time to go into the cloud and meet my special guests. They're going to say hello so you can hear their voices before we dive into their quotes. Cindy Housen is the founder of BI Scorecard. It's a resource for in-depth BI product reviews based on exclusive hands-on testing, so Cindy knows her stuff. She's been advising clients on BI tool strategies and selection for 20-plus years and first began working with business objects way back in 1994. Welcome, Cindy Housen. How are you today? Great, Bonnie. Nice to be with you. 
Wonderful. Thank you. I've been waiting a long time to meet you and looking forward to what you have to say and sharing your expertise with our audience. Miko Yuck is an SAP mentor, BI influencer, and director of sales and business development at Benchmarkers Business Intelligence, a company she co-founded to represent the consulting and services side of EverythingExcelsius.com, which she founded in 2008. Miko, your business card must be humongous with all this stuff. Welcome to In the Cloud with Game Changers. How are you today, Miko? I'm doing well, Bonnie. Thank you so much. I'm all excited. We are excited, too. I hear you've just come out of makeup. Can't wait to see you on the radio. And Elon, <laughs> Elon Frank is Senior Director of Solution Management Cloud Analytics, another long title at SAP. Elon has been leading SAP's cloud social and analytics offerings for nearly four years. He is a passionate advocate for cloud technology and its benefits for today's information worker. Hello, Elon Frank. How are you today? I'm doing great, Bonnie. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you as well. So let's do a deep dive. Cindy House, and you said Cloud BI promises to make on-premise installations obsolete. Let's start right there. What do you mean obsolete? Like no more on-premise? Is it just going to go away? Let's back up. The operative word there is promises. That's what a lot of the vendors are promising. But to be honest, I'm a bit more of a skeptic. I think the CIOs are excited the worker bees are worried, but there's still a lot of hype around cloud BI. Okay, so tell me, what's your position on the hype? Is the hype a bunch of vaporware? Is the hype a bunch of, of promises that can't be delivered on? Give us a little more meat here. No, I think there's real value with cloud BI, but I think there's still a lot of confusion and fear about it. In fact, a recent survey we did found that over 50% don't even, in IT, don't even know what Cloud BI really means. So I think it's a real technology. It offloads a lot of BI shops from having to take ownership of the plumbing that goes beyond, mm-hmm. behind business intelligence. But it's more a question of when is Cloud BI right rather than is it yes or no. It's bringing a combination of cloud and on-premise together. Very, very good point. So tell me one more thing. Who are these worker bees that fear it? Are they in the trenches, IT people who are fearing for their job security, Cindy? Somewhat. I mean, I think it is a a shift in responsibility. People that maintain the servers today on-premise, of course they don't want to have that all offshore to, say, Amazon or another provider. They like owning that hardware. I also think there is a valid concern about how much movement of data do we want going into the cloud versus on-premise. So there's some people in security that is concerned about this as well, as they should be. As they should be. Very well, very well put. Let's move on to Miko. Miko, you have quoted Gartner here. They said, cloud offerings will make up just 3% of BI revenue by 2013, as user adoption will lag far behind the expectation of vendors. So here we've got the, the worker bees and the CIOs on one side. We've got the vendors on the other. Is this a great divide, Miko? Do you agree with Gartner? I think I do. So Cindy cited a few, a few areas like security as a concern. But I think overall, while BI in the cloud is exciting, and I actually think it's great, I think because of the fact that there is so much less functionality, I really don't think it's going to get the adoption that they're predicting. I think Gartner is correct. 
when you say less functionality, is it that it's not mature enough yet? Is it that yes. is it going to take? How long will it take for that maturity? Let's get your point of view right here up front. How long sure. do you? Well, I think it depends. I mean, there's a lot of different solutions out there. I think it's not that far out. I think it'll probably take about anywhere to span of maybe two to three years um, for them to get up to par. No, just to be clear, not up to par in terms of on-premise BI where you can do, you know, so much customization. But I really think that because users are so accustomed to having so much functionality, this is going to be a bit of a hard pill to swallow. So it sounds to me like we have a, a dichotomy or a discrepancy here, Miko, where I was saying in my intro that on-premise might be, oh, it's complex, it's inflexible, it is what it is. Cloud, wow, SaaS BI, agile, affordable, accessible, but wait a minute, it's not ready yet, it doesn't have enough functionality. So it sounds like there's a, a yes and a no on both sides of that, of that penny. What do you think? Yes, yeah, so I think the rapid deployment is definitely a big attraction for the business, but I think once they get what they have, right, it's kind of going into a shop, you get the front of the car, but then you go to turn the key and there's no engine, or the engine's a V4 <laughs> and a Lamborghini. You know, it's not as sexy after all. So I definitely think that there is a discrepancy there, and I think up front it looks good, but because people are so accustomed to the customization that you get with on-premise, that the cloud is, will not suit that. I don't think it's going to work. Very interesting. You know, we're going to save our predictions for the last part of the show. I know all of you are, are ready and can't wait for the last segment is the crystal ball where we talk about five years out. So it sounds like we're going to have some very interesting crystal ball predictions from at least the two of you. And now it's time to turn to Elon Frank. You say, want, or you ask, want to dip your toes into Cloud BI? Try prototyping your on-premise BI using a Cloud BI solution. Okay, Eli, t- Elon, tell me what that means. Well, the key term here is prototype. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the, the recommendation is uh, the next time you have a use case like uh, sales 360-degree uh, reporting or uh, marketing campaign reporting or HR comes to you and says, I need some type of recruiting ops uh, dashboard, uh, all of these cloud applications, almost all of them, have some type of way to upload data very easily through Excel or CSV or something like that. Uh, simply upload the data that your users are looking for and give them a try. Let, let them try to experiment with these uh, mock dashboards or these self-service BI uh, cloud applications that they can use for themselves um, and see what feedback they give. Um, I actually predict that the biggest challenge of cloud BI is not going to be user adoption, um, but it's going to be the integration of cloud BI, um, which is many times more challenging than on-premise BI. Okay, I have a question for you, Elon. Are we talking about a mirror system here, mirroring BI from on-premise to the cloud? Does that mean another set of people to run it, to look at it, to test it, to compare A to B and see how it's doing? What is this? What are the implications for this IT department that's saying we're brave enough to prototype and what is it going to mean for us? Do we really want to adopt? Can you expand a little for me, please? Absolutely. This might sound controversial and maybe even completely wasteful, but uh, yes. I absolutely recommend uh, mirroring. Now, what does that mean? Uh, when I say mirroring, I don't mean that you have identical use cases in both cloud and on-premise. Uh, but what I mean is I, I don't think, and this is coming from a person who uh, manages cloud applications, I don't think that the right strategy for customers is to abandon on-premise and immediately jump into the cloud. Um, what I think customers should do is take one use case at a time from their, uh, from their users, from their user base, and implement one use case at a time in the cloud. Uh, rather than jumping whole hog into the cloud and abandoning an on-premise data warehouse. 
Very interesting. Since we have time before the break, we're not even at the roundtable portion of the show yet, but I'm going to open this up. Cindy Housen, from your perspective or your vantage point at BI Scorecard, do you agree with Elon? So I think Elon brings up a a great point that a, a good way to start in the cloud is prototyping. And certainly don't abandon your on-premise solution. But Elon, I would throw it back to you. If I'm an, if I'm a small to mid-sized business, I have no IT resources. I just want to hit the ground running with access to my data and dashboards. Wouldn't cloud be a good solution for me? Uh, in this example, uh, are you asking, uh, I don't have anything on-premise? I don't have or? anything on-premise. I'm just getting yeah. started with BI. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you don't have anything on premise, absolutely. In that case, I would I would jump right now into the cloud and not into an on premise solution. Um, but if you have an on premise data warehouse, uh, that's when I would say don't abandon it and start a project with migration to the cloud. Um, right. That, yeah. That would be so, a so on that on that point, we agree. If you're already up and running, then it would be more a matter of maybe you're going to use it for prototyping or testing a new version. Um, but I think for the small to mid size company, then cloud it offers a faster time to value. Absolutely. Miko, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to weigh in. Whose side are you on? You agree? You want to bring in another point of view? What do you think before we go to break? Well, I think they bring up really great points, and I kind of hear mm-hmm. the you know small business jumpstart program. But I just I, in my head, what's happening when I'm listening to this is I'm thinking about security, and I'm thinking about the small shop that's now put his, all his eggs into one basket, and God forbid that basket goes haywire. GoDaddy had 52 million websites go down uh. just a few days ago. Right. Yes. Um, every yes. a lot of these Amazon went down. You know, so I in my head I'm just saying, wow. You know, I'm a small IT shop. I already can't afford a big solution, granted. But now all my eggs are in one basket, and God forbid something happens. You know, security is a big concern. So I'm a little bit in between here. I don't like the notion of having all your eggs in one basket and definitely not in the cloud. Just given the history. Thank you very much. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to In the Cloud with Game Changers. The forecast is cloudy, but I think there's a lot of cloud of silver lining there with my three very, very smart guests, Cindy Housen, Miko Yuck, and Elon Frank. We're talking about BI on the ground on premise in IT. Hmm? What CIOs love and workers want, or is it cloud BI, which the CIOs are maybe leaning to? What's the difference? What's the risk? We'll be talking a lot more with my three guests when we come back. We're going to take our first break. Don't even think of touching that app, that mouse, however you're listening to us. We are live at September 13th, 2012. Back with a lot more in the cloud. Justin, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce over 70% of the world's chocolate, more than 50% of the world's brand name jeans, over 72% of the world's beer, more than 86% of the world's athletic footwear, and over 65% of the world's televisions. Learn more at www.sap.com. 
Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce more than 52% of the world's movies, collect tolls for over 1.75 billion road miles traveled each year, and represent 80% of the companies on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. SAP customers fly more than 1.1 billion of the world's passengers, courier over 50% of the world's packages, and manufacture over 77,000 automobiles a day. Learn more at www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are in the cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. If you have a question or comment for Bonnie or her guests, send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. You can also tweet your comments to pound sign SAP Radio during the show. Now back to In the Cloud with Game Changers. And we're back in our new keyword today in the discussion between on-premise BI versus cloud or SaaS BI. Our new keyword for this opening segment of the roundtable is security. We're going to kick this off with Miko Yuck talking about your point of view, very strong point of view, Miko, that security is the big issue. It has to be the mantra by which you live either way. So take us back into security, and then we will bring in Cindy House and Elon and see where we go. Miko. Sure. Thank you, Bonnie. So, again, if you were listening to the first segment, which I'm sure you were, I think that Ian and uh, Cindy bring up some good points. But I do have to say that in the age we're in where fraud is such a big issue, security is a big factor. I think that while there are a lot of concerns with on-premise solutions, one of the concerns that I haven't heard that much is security because there's very set ways that companies are accustomed to or they're comfortable with on how they lock that down. I don't see that happening in the cloud, and I say that statement. So on my end, even though BI in the cloud is very attractive, that is a showstopper, a game stopper for me, and I think it will be that for a lot of companies. That's my, that's my statement. Okay, let's start with that statement as the one we, we add to, we subtract from, we agree, disagree. Cindy Housen, where are you on this? So I think Miko is right. Security consistently is raised as the number one concern about BI in the cloud. But sometimes it's one of those concerns that um, is a bit more, uh, we're afraid of it, but it's been solved. So I would encourage customers to think about how secure is their existing data center. Visa, for example, has a modern-day moat around, around their uh, data center. So I know not all customers have that, but one bank customer, Royal Bank of Canada, who has BI in the cloud for their brokerage, line of business, they uh, they use BI in the cloud, and they said, well, that was already solved. The cloud infrastructure um, had been inspected, passed all their security tests, and so they felt confident in it. So I, I think a lot of the financial data centers have already figured out how to share the data so that it's in the cloud. So sometimes I think even though it's a worry, it's it's a false concern. Okay. Elon, where do you stand on this? Do we always need a backup? Does every shop, big or small, need a backup so that, as Miko had said, if something really, really big happens, and I don't know if the GoDaddy outage the other day really got a lot of press. I was, I was part of that. I was somebody whose email was tied to a website hosted by GoDaddy, a personal website, so yeah. I paid attention to it. I didn't hear a lot of news. Was this really a biggie, or was it just an OMG, one person brought down this behemoth? How important was it? Let's just go there for a second. Who wants to jump in on that? 
Well, I don't know if I, this is Miko. Yuck. Yes. I don't know if everybody knew what happened, but apparently hackers took down their DNS, uh, yes. which doesn't ever happen. And so, again, you know, I hate to cite them. There's also sightings with Amazon. Um, and, you know, just a lot of these services in the cloud, even if you have an outage for just a few seconds, I think it's a problem. And, again, GoDaddy took down 52 million websites. I mean, you know, so just all these virtual platforms I think are really great. The cloud is a very good concept, but up in the clouds, you have to wonder where is the real security. And Cindy, to your point, you make a great point that there's backup, but then again, I go back to these shops that you're saying that are brand new. They've never done anything. Do they even understand what backup should look like? So I just want to, you know, we're talking about POCs and everything else. Is backup supposed to be a part of the POC? I mean, I'm just trying to understand where do they start to apply that when you have nothing in shop as a small guy and you you're in a tight budget. So, so I'll actually go a step further from what Cindy was yeah. saying and contradict uh, Miko here. Uh, I think the cloud actually is more secure than on-premise for most companies. Mm. Uh, specifically in these instances, Miko, where you bring up, where there is a small IT shop, they're probably not the most, um, you know, adept as far as securing their, their cloud in, or their, their infrastructure. Um, and unless you lock all of your employees in a closet and have them connect to your systems there, your employees are walking around with, with iPhones, with Androids, with Blackberries, and those are connected through the cloud. Um, and if you don't have the expertise that some of these cloud vendors have to secure that connection, then you actually are more exposed than most cloud companies that actually employ some of the best and the brightest in the business to protect themselves. And they have much more to lose than some small shop does when it comes to uh, cloud breaches. Elon, yeah, I have I, another... This is, oh, go ahead, Cindy. I yes. agree with Elon... <laughs> That um, some some of the infrastructure people have figured out the security better than the on-premise, and I do think we have to differentiate. Though, are we talking about the BI application, the software versus the data? And right. increasingly, we're seeing cloud BI vendors letting you leave your data on-premise, so your data does not have to be in the cloud if it hasn't originated in the cloud, like Salesforce or what have you. Okay, I have a question for Elon. You told me before the show, Cloud BI is just as messy, if not messier, as on-premise BI. Why don't you take us down that path? And what do you mean by messy? Because I think this will add to the conversation. Elon? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds almost uh, contradictory to what I've been saying. Um, I am, of mm-hmm. course, uh, you know, very much in favor of Cloud BI. But we have to realize, at the end of the day, that BI is is messy. Um, it starts from data, which is very often on-premise, uh, and it ends with users using some type of dashboard, oftentimes on a mobile device. In between, there is a lot that has to happen, and the cloud helps in much of that, but it doesn't solve all the problems. Uh, the problems of getting your data out, the problems of transform- to transforming it into something that's readable, and the problem of creating dashboards that uh, tell a story to the end user uh, that help them in their day-to-day business. Um, the, the cloud helps in some of that, but certainly doesn't solve the problem of uh, getting the data from the data source to the end user. Okay. I have a question for all of you. In case somebody has been living under a rock for the past, uh, what should we say, 20 or 23 years, uh, I'm addressing this to Cindy in particular, and they don't really know what BI will what is or what it will do. We've been talking about a small shop. Let's Take a step back. Let's talk about a new business. I like to call it a gleam in the eye of somebody who's got this great idea, product, service, or combination. They want to come out of the box with a great business plan. They want to appeal to angels. They want to go right to the VC level with millions of dollars of backing and come out. 
screaming. So what kind of BI would they be looking at? What kind of data would they have at the beginning? And how should they proceed from our, the perspective of our security conversation? Cindy, you want to start with this? Sure. So if, if you say that BI is really about exploiting data for competitive advantage, and mm-hmm. a new company may have customer service information out there or certainly sales information. So they might want to uh, provide their internal employees with a dashboard that shows what products are on hand or recommending other products if there's, you know, low inventory or what have you. So even small companies need it, whether to improve customer service or to manage the business on a day-to-day basis. Okay, thank you. Miko, what's your point of view on why a small company needs BI, how much they have to start, where should they be at the beginning? Um, I believe that they definitely need BI, no matter what size the company is, to gain visibility into their product. Again, I wasn't. I think I agree with both Ian and Cindy with the fact mm-hmm. that if you're small, the cloud is a good option. It's just that security is still a concern for me. But what Cindy said in terms of having the security maybe on-premise, I was going to just pose a question to her actually and say, yeah. if you don't have your data at all anywhere, do you then have an on-premise uh, agenda from up front? I, I'm sorry, I want to insert that question to Cindy. Is that what you were suggesting? So, Mika, are you saying is the data, does it originate in the cloud? Yeah, so, so if they right now have nothing, are you saying their strategy is you put your applications in the cloud and you put your data outside of the cloud? Is that what you were saying earlier? Well, I, I would start with where does the data start? If you have an on-premise transaction system, your data is on-premise. But things like payroll, payroll data, right. HR data, A lot of that is in the cloud because people have outsourced those functions. Mm -hmm. So if the data is already in the cloud, then it makes sense to use BI in the cloud. If your data in a transaction system is on-premise, then you can either have on-premise BI or in the cloud BI, and it reaches into your data warehouse on-premise. Okay, that clarifies it for me. Thank you. And so I agree with that state, with that statement. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. So to answer your question, Bonnie, I think if you're mm-hmm. a smaller business, um, where you start is definitely in the cloud. If you're a bigger business, I think you definitely need to proceed with caution just because of the fact that I was just, you know, reading some Forrester reports the other day about this, which is interesting, and they were literally saying big companies proceed with caution because mm-hmm. what you think in terms of transforming your data, getting into the cloud, it's a very long process. So a lot of times they were saying that, you know, people want to start with a simple report. It never stays simple. It ends up into being tons and tons of data eventually to see history and trends. Um, So, again, I think that it just depends on your specific use case, um, where you start and where you go. I don't think there's just a one-shoe-fit-all. Thank you. I want to bring in the the factor of cost. I don't think we've covered that yet. We've been talking mostly about security and where to start, where to finish, whether to prototype. Cost. And Miko sent me this following. BI in the cloud is a game changer because it makes BI more affordable and accessible to more users. So let's go back. I want to flip this to the small small shop, if you will, and the big enterprise. BI in the cloud. Is it more affordable for everybody? Is there a huge cost difference? Uh, Elon, you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, I think for the most part, it is um, much more affordable. Um, there is, of course, the, the license cost that you uh, now are amortizing over time. Um, but I think most importantly, there's really the maintenance and the upkeep cost. 
uh, the labor cost actually in BI as far as someone that actually manages uh, the database, someone who manages the application on premise. Uh, those are sometimes the biggest costs, and if those uh, can be removed, um, then I think that there is immediate cost savings for just about every company. Okay, I have to dis- this is Cindy. I've got to yes. disagree with Elon there. Um, Good. <laughs> because we set people up for failure here. We don't, BI in the cloud is too new to really say, is it more cost effective? Yeah. And be careful because Elon, you acknowledged BI is complex. It's about the data. That complexity doesn't go away at all with BI in the cloud. The only thing that goes away is I'm not having to look after these boxes and upgrading the software. So there I save some initial upfront costs, but we don't yet know over three to five years, am I better off? A lot of that gets back to how the vendor is pricing and packaging their BI in the cloud. Is month-to-month better or is it better if I acquire the software? And this category, in my opinion, is still too new for us to really stay there. Elon, you well, want to come back? Or Miko, go ahead. I think that, I mean, obviously I'll disagree with you there. I think that um, the complexity of BI, and I acknowledged this before, is a given. Uh, so whether it's in the cloud or on-premise, uh, BI is complex. And you're not going to remove that necessarily by going to the cloud. Um, okay. But, uh, that given that being a, a given, uh, the in, the installation, the integration, the maintenance um, is all cheaper in the cloud. Yes. So, so I just want to be sure, though, we're talking about the smallest component of BI being cheaper in the cloud. All the effort to build dashboards to cleanse the data, none of that goes away, and that is where most of the effort in BI really is. If I could insert in here for a minute. You know what, Miko, 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 hold your thought. We're at a break. We're going to come back and open with you. This is probably the first time in almost 20 shows in the cloud that we've had a real debate going on. This is great live radio. I can't thank Miko, Yuck, Cindy, Housen, and Elon Frank enough for your energy. We have a lot more coming back. We're going to take a deep breath. They're all going to take a sip of water and come back. We're calling this a, a sparring, a major sparring session on in the cloud. Great ideas, great energy great panel. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You are listening to In the Cloud with Game Changers presented by SAP. And wow, you don't want to miss the second half. We'll be right back. Justin out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce more than 52% of the world's movies, collect tolls for over 1.75 billion road miles traveled each year, and represent 80% of the companies on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. SAP customers fly more than 1.1 billion of the world's passengers, courier over 50% of the world's packages, and manufacture over 77,000 automobiles a day. Learn more at www.sap.com. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce over 70% of the world's chocolate, more than 50% of the world's brand name jeans, over 72% of the world's beer, more than 86% of the world's athletic footwear, and over 65% of the world's televisions. Learn more at www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
are In the Cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. If you have a question or comment for Bonnie or her guests, send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. You can also tweet your comments to pound sign SAP Radio during the show. Now back to In the Cloud with Game Changers. I've decided to rename the show over the break. It's now the Intelligent Debate Three-Way Sparring Contest. Let's see what we get out of it. It's not a win-lose situation. It's lots of good arguments, lots of good expertise from my three very special guests, Cindy Housen from BI Scorecard, Mio Yuck. Miko Yuk from, let's see where you're from, everything Excelsius, you want to be from Benchmarkers, Business Intelligence, you're from everything, and Elon Frank from SAP. So we're going to kick this off where we left off when I so rudely interrupted at the break. Miko Yuk, you were talking, and let's take it up from where you left off. So go, Miko. Sure. So what I was citing is I definitely agree with Cindy in terms of the fact that while you may save on the infrastructure, the actual complexity, which requires still a lot of human interaction, does not go away. I was actually reading a Forrester blog um, about a few months ago, and it was actually, I think it was called In the Cloud, BI in the Cloud Separating Facts from Fiction. And one of the things that they were stating as a con is that while, while these vendors say no or low investment, initial investment, they were citing a specific cloud SaaS BI company that made them aware that their annual subscription for a specific customer was around $300,000. You know, and that kind of blew the lid off the top because obviously, you know, while that is not necessarily the cost of an on-premise system that's super complex, that does raise an eyebrow in this economy. So I think I'm more on the bridge with Cindy where she's saying the fact that you may save money on certain things, but in the long run, the part that's always the most difficult, there's no way in the cloud to solve that problem, and that's going to cost you money. Okay, Elon, I know you want to chime in here. Go. Yeah, yeah. well, the 300000 might seem like a big sticker shock, but in the truth of it, at least here in San Francisco, uh, that's one DBA, um, and usually you need more than that to manage a large uh, data warehousing system on-premise. Um, and so that's without even, the, of course, the license fee that you would pay for the software. Um, and so while I, I agree that the cloud complexity doesn't, isn't, isn't removed, or BI complexity isn't removed from the cloud, um, I think that overall there certainly is a cloud savings. Um, we have several instances uh, here at SAP where we've had customers for the last three to five years in the cloud um, that save money year over year through a simple deployment. I think, again, it depends what, you, what your use case is in the cloud. I would not recommend to do an entire data warehouse in the cloud and replace everything that you're doing on-premise uh, for a large company. But if you're looking for sim- simple use cases, I think there could be a lot of benefit and a lot of cost savings. Okay, so here's a good question for you, Ian. I also read in the same blog that they talked about companies outgrowing the cloud. So having the, mm. you know, the fact that you're from SAP, how do you guys approach or convince companies that they're not going to outgrow their cloud? Because Forrester seems to believe it's possible. Yeah, I, I think it is possible, although um, there aren't too many people who have outgrown uh, CRM, right, or aren't too many people who have outgrown HR solutions in the cloud. So I'm not sure that there's necessarily a, a real reason to believe that people will outgrow BI in the cloud. With that said, um, here at SAP, without talking about specific products, um, we are looking at that, that issue, and we are designing cloud systems to be able to be future migratable to on-premise systems as companies mature and become uh, you know, larger and, and their use cases more complex. Okay, and is that their whole solution or just the, the data as we were discussing before? Their whole solution. Okay. Okay, I want to veer this in another direction. I have a question. This is Bonnie. 
We talked earlier about customization. I thought I heard someone say customization is available for BI when it's on-premise, but not so much in the cloud. So can somebody help me with that? If you need to have things tweaked and turned and trimmed for yourself, is it not going to happen in the current cloud status of BI? Is it something that's on the horizon? Who wants to go? I'll take that, Bonnie. So, the, so mm-hmm. this is Cindy, and this is where it... Uh, <laughs> I have to get into the weeds. Sorry, I know we don't want to on, on talk radio. But, That's okay. It's um, okay. It's the degree of customization, and it really depends on the vendor. So you need to evaluate your BI cloud vendors. How much customization do they allow you? So if I'm trying to spin something up in the cloud, I want my color scheme. I want my logo yes. on every page there, my competitor does not want to see my color scheme and logo. So the degree that you can do that depends on how the vendor has set up their cloud infrastructure. Oftentimes we'll talk about if it's multi-tenant or not. Okay. Anybody have a comment on that? Are we good? Uh, This is Nico. I agree with Cindy that, you know, based on what we've seen in terms of vendors, and I want to bring up specific ones, um, just doing simple things like adding columns or even look and feel seems to be, you know, slowly but surely you're getting there, but it's nothing simple to do. Okay. All right. I want to go back to our topic of the day, which is cool BI emerging trends in the cloud. So we're going to get off of this part of the debate. We're going to talk about the advantages of cloud. Let's focus on that for the rest of this roundtable session. And I understand that mobility is a biggie that comes to better delivery to mobile devices is the next big wave in BI. Who wants to talk about mobility? Because that's what everybody's talking about, bringing data to the place, to the person, to the time where it's needed at that moment in time, right time experience, mobile moments. Who wants to talk about mobility with BI? I'm happy well, to start. That, Bonnie. Uh, this is Cindy. So mobile BI is almost becoming the face of BI for many executives, field workers, and salespeople where accessing BI content, whether it's a grid or a dashboard on an iPad or even on a smartphone, could be the iPhone or a Droid phone, is really becoming where they want to work with BI for that class of users. Okay. Elon, I heard you in the background. Your turn. Yeah, well, I agree completely, of course, with Cindy that uh, this is the interface for the executives, the managers, the information workers even um, that work with BI. Um, and any proper uh, cloud BI solution uh, takes this into account and designs for the mobile first. In many cases, uh, for the products that I own, um, I actually um, prefer to design, again, for a mobile user first and then mm-hmm. implement those, those features uh, on a web browser. Very interesting. Miko, I know you have something to say because mobility was one of your talking yes. points. So what would you like to add? I was actually going to say that was actually my talking point. And I actually I know. everything was said because <laughs> I was going to say that basically with all of the, you know, Gartner and First Estate in that, I actually read that 2012 is the year for mobile BI. It kind of works out a lot better in a cloud because they, I think, design inherently for mobile devices. So I actually think that one big plus of cloud BI is the fact that mobility is comes first. You know, I think it's a big factor as opposed to on-premise where there's so much going on that, as you can see, there's a ton of add-on solutions or a lot of companies or vendors struggling to reach that point. Okay. Yes, and Cindy, I Bonnie, hear you. If I can add to what Miko's yes. saying, I, I do think it's important, though, to differentiate or, or make sure 
on-premise BI vendors also support mobile. How well the vendors are supporting BI on mobile devices really varies a lot and is independent of what they're doing in cloud to a large extent. Okay. Let's talk about something that goes back to one of Cindy's opening points about setting free, setting the business free from IT. We talked about the worker bees. We talked a little bit, Cindy, about uh, IT being fearful of cloud. They might lose their jobs. They have this investment in the on-premise setup in their, their big installation. So what about the concept that would a business embrace very easily? We want to free ourselves from IT, releasing the business's dependency on IT by creating a self-service portal for dashboards, reports, all the good stuff where you can see your data, you can look at it, you can use it very, very quickly. So what about the concept of independence from IT? Is this going to be the wave that pushes BI to the cloud more? Elon, what do you think? Yeah, I I definitely think so. I think that uh, similar to other transactional systems like CRM and HR and so forth, I think it will be the line of business that pushes the demand into the cloud. Although we are seeing uh, quite a few, uh, I will call them enlightened CIOs, uh, that come to us and say, we just want cloud. Our users aren't necessarily asking for mm-hmm. it, uh, but we want um, the, the BI to be in the cloud. Okay. Cindy, what does your research show? Is this true? It, it is true. And I, as Elon mentioned, it's enlightened CIOs. The CIOs are looking at this saying, our core competency is we need access to the data. We need to improve customer service. We need to analyze the trends. We don't need to own the hardware. So it's the CIOs who tend to embrace this more, and it's the business units who say, okay, IT, you can't install a server for me. You can't upgrade the software. I'm just going to go to the BI cloud vendor and buy it myself. Mm. Is that considered rogue? That's a t- I always ask this question. I'm usually wrong. <laughs> but we've covered Greg Chase is tweeting actively, and I've always said, is that the ment- mentality of the rogue person who says, we'll just do it on our own if we can't get it from the company? The hell with the handbook, right? The yeah. hell with the corporate so, handbook. Bonnie, I, I think yes. IT will call them rogue, but I think <laughs> the business people will just say they're focused on time to value and business survival. Sometimes they don't have time to do everything right or to own things and follow protocols um, yes. about who's going to maintain this stuff. They just need to get a dashboard or an application and insight into their business faster than what IT has historically been able to do. So at that point, the person could be called an innovator or even a game changer, God forbid, the game changer for going out and getting the job done. Is that what you're saying, Cindy? There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) There you go. I have one question for Elon before we go to our break in about a minute and a half. Elon, you sent me a quote before the show. I have to ask you about this. You say, when it comes to cloud BI, the less you can do in the cloud, the better. I'm confused. Talk to me. Uh, what I mean is, again, the, the data warehousing. I think that um, moving okay. data warehousing to the cloud is, is not an initial good strategy. I think start with something small, start with a small use case, and let the cloud do what it is, what, what it does very well, which is mobility, which is uh, end-user self-service BI, which is great interfaces. Um, let the cloud do that. Um, don't don't uh, force the cloud into being your enter- enterprise data warehouse. Okay, and I have one question for you. You said, another question, you said, you want a reason to do cloud BI? I can give you 10 reasons in 10 seconds. If I set my stopwatch on my iPhone right now, Ilana, are you prepared to give me 10 reasons in 10 seconds? Here's the challenge. I'm ready. Okay, start. Go. One. Low TCO, short time to value, uh, grow as you go, security, sharing, 
instant mobility, benchmarking across tenants, employee productivity, free upgrades, and system uptime. I want a round of applause. <laughs> we've never, we've never had, there we go, we've never had a 10 second challenge on the show. That was fantastic and that's a great way to take us out from our round table. You're listening to a very high energy, very interactive new version of In the Cloud with Game Changers. I think my panel is absolutely great. Love the debating, love the, the confluence of all kinds of ideas and we're solving a lot of issues by getting it all out on the table. People will have to decide for themselves case by case. I think I think you all agree with that. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is In the Cloud with Game Changers. When we come back, you don't want to miss this. My esteemed panel will look into the crystal ball. They're going to polish it off during the break and make it real shiny. And they're going to tell us what they predict for cool BI emerging trends in the cloud five years from now. If you think about, we started the show talking about how we're dressed in 1989. We're going all the way to look ahead to 2017. That's, oh my goodness, that's another 25% of what, of since Howard Dresser talked about it. So let's go. And Howard has already been a guest on the show. We might have to have him back. We'll be right back in two minutes. Don't even think of touching that app. Justin, out. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce over 70% of the world's chocolate, more than 50% of the world's brand name jeans, over 72% of the world's beer, more than 86% of the world's athletic footwear, and over 65% of the world's televisions. Learn more at www.sap.com. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce more than 52% of the world's movies, collect tolls for over 1.75 billion road miles traveled each year, and represent 80% of the companies on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. SAP customers fly more than 1.1 billion of the world's passengers, courier over 50% of the world's packages, and manufacture over 77,000 automobiles a day. Learn more at www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are in the cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. If you have a question or comment for Bonnie or her guests, send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. You can also tweet your comments to pound sign SAP Radio during the show. Now back to In the Cloud with Game Changers. Silver lining here as we talk about cool BI trends in the cloud. So let's start with Cindy Hausman from BI Scorecard. Cindy, crystal ball, how bright is your prediction going to be for BI five years from now, or what time frame do you prefer? So five years from now is such a distant future. I tend to deal in the here and now. So in Mm -hmm. the next year, over the course of the next year, I think we will continue to see a lot of uptake of BI in the cloud for prototyping and proof of concepts, I think we will, and that is the way I test software now. Vendors provide me access to their software in the cloud. So I know that part works and works well. I think we will continue to see those frustrated line of business departments, users, playing with BI in the cloud and looking for that as a way to 
circumvent slow IT departments. As Elon said, I'm not going to see anyone migrating their full data warehouse, at least not in the next year to two years. Five years from now, who knows what will be happening. We'll, we'll see by then. Cindy, I'm going to ask you a quick bonus question because I know we have some extra time here before I get to Migo's prediction. If you were marketing Cloud BI, what would be the key word you would tell people to help them make the decision to go up to the cloud right now? Fast time to value. Fast time to insight. Okay. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Miko Yuck, what do you see in your crystal ball, my dear? How clear or cloudy is it? How far ahead would you like to predict, Miko? Well, hi, Bonnie. I think Cindy peeked at my crystal ball. <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, that was excellent, Cindy. Um, so I agree with seeing a lot of topics. And one of the things that I thought about when we were talking, which I didn't have initially for my crystal ball, is the fact that because on a sea level, because they're so driven right now by mobility, I really think that mobility is going to be adapted rapidly, particularly because of a mobile need. Um, mm-hmm. I really think that that's going to be a big driving factor because these devices are what people live on. Um, when will that transpire? I want to say about one to two years. I, I honestly think it's a big buzzword. What's going to happen in five years? I don't know. Um, but in terms of the next one to two years, I definitely think it's going to be um, a driving factor. I think that when I made the quote about Gartner, there's a difference between your user adoption right, and how much companies actually bring it in. I think companies are going to bring it in, but I still think they're going to lag in user adoption just because of functionality. So I think there's a discrepancy there in the next one to two years. We just have to see where that pans out. Yes, I bring it into organization, but the big question will be how many people are actually going to use it. Interesting. And I have a quick question from you sent to me by Greg on Twitter. He says, here's a great quote. BI is very personal for a company and a user. So standardization on cloud is, he's trying to say either hard or harder. I can't make it out. But he wanted me to ask you, Miko, can you uh, add that to your prediction? Yes, I agree. Again, I'm all about UI, and one of the things that definitely was a bit of a step back for me when I looked at it and thought about our customers is the fact that standardizing and personalizing it is a big factor. You know, and so I think that's going to be a big drawback. Again, going strictly to user adoption, that's going to be a big drawback. So I really think on the higher level, you'll have the C-level people and business users, rapid deployment, no IT. You know, there's going to be a lot of cheerleading to get it through the door, but when they actually see what's in the package, I think the user adoption may drop as they begin to go down the organization. That's my Okay. Prediction. Thank you for that. We have plenty of time in this segment. So, Elon, you can give us a little extra. What does your prediction say? How far out, first of all, would you like to go, Elon Frank? And uh, what do you see for Cool BI in the cloud coming up? How long? Well, in this one, i got to say, uh, I completely agree with uh, Cindy and Nico on this. Mm-hmm. Um, just as, as an aside, my personal goal for a year from now is to convince Miko that the cloud is more secure than on-premise. <laughs> um, but uh, in all seriousness, I, I think that um, Gartner is probably about right um, in their prediction. I think that uh, companies are going to be and continue to be slow to adopt the cloud, and mobile is going to definitely lead the way as far as the driving force that uh, that causes companies to, to start looking at, uh, at cloud BI. Um, one thing I will say that was uh, kind of that was mentioned earlier by, by Cindy mm-hmm is around the functionality in uh, Cloud BI and it being uh, lower, of course, or less uh, than on-premise. Um, I don't think that's going to change. I think what's going to change, though, is user perception or user expectation. Um, and as soon as users leave behind the expectation of the data warehouse and pixel-perfect uh, reporting and uh, pick up the expectation of being able to pick up their iPad and click a couple buttons and see some reports, 
um, I think that that, uh, that adoption curve is going to skyrocket. Okay, I have a question for you. What keyword do you agree with the the key phrase that Cindy used in terms of marketing BI in the cloud, Elon? Would it be faster time to value? What would it be for you? Yeah, uh, that would be exactly the one that I would I would state, and it's similar to what I was saying before about use cases. Uh, I think that the cloud will solve these uh, more simple use cases, which we see in every company, like sales 360 dashboards, HR reporting, and operational reporting, and the cloud will solve them much faster. Okay. You know what? We have some extra time. So before I do my predictions, which are simply what's coming up on the next couple shows and the final thank yous and shout-outs, I'm going to go back to my panel. I'll give you one minute on the clock each. Cindy, wrap up. Any message you'd like to say to people listening? Uh, our business audience is vast. We know we have about twenty to 25,000 listeners a month to SAP Radio. Address whether you want to talk to the, the newcomer, the small entrepreneur who's hoping to go big very quickly, the big enterprise, the mid-sized company. Uh, one minute. What would your words of wisdom be on BI, on-premise, cloud, hybrid? What do you think? Well, I'll start with with BI in general, and I'll wrap up with on the cloud. But BI in general really is that competitive differentiator. It's about using data to improve profitability, customer service, or even to make the world a better place. I just got back from a conference where they had a cool developer war on helping a food bank better manage their donations. So it's all Mm -hmm. about time to insight on the data. As far as the cloud, given that we have 50% who don't even really know what BI in the cloud is, people Mm -hmm. have to start educating themselves about what it is, what are the issues, what are the benefits, what are the shortcomings. The functionality is improving. Every quarter I am seeing vast improvements from all the BI vendors about their cloud offerings. So expect a lot of change over the next 12 months in this space. Thank you, Cindy. Miko, yuck, I can give you about 45 seconds, maybe a minute. Go. What's your final word for our audience? I think my final word is just to build on what Cindy was saying. I definitely agree that the space is moving fast. And while I don't feel that a year or two years from now they're going to be able to compete with on-premise, I think that the functionality that will uh, come from different vendors will definitely begin to channel maybe a different perspective, you know, based on what Ian was saying. Again, I still stick with what I started with, which is the fact that security is still a factor, and maybe, Ian, we can talk offline. I think if I can get over the security factor, then it's definitely something that we'll recommend to companies. Um, But until then, I just still stick there that security is kind of where the line is drawn for me and our customers. Thank you, Miko. Elon, I can give you exactly 45 seconds. Go. Wrap up. (laughs) Um, I think that um, users should, or uh, BI implementers should think about users and should forget about the cloud. Uh, What I mean by that is think about the use case. Think about what users expect and what information they need and how are they going to consume it. If the cloud is the best solution, then great. Uh, Go for the cloud. Uh, But consider your users first. Thank you very much, Elon. You're a gentleman. And one thing, you know what? Ten seconds I'm going to give you. Repeat your top ten. Can you? Ten reasons to go to the cloud? Go ahead. (laughs) BI in the cloud. Yep, Uh, same order. Low TCO, short time to value, uh, grow as you go, security, better sharing, instant mobile, uh, benchmarking across tenants, employee productivity, free upgrades, and system uptime. 
More applause for Rila, and that was beautiful. I had to do it. People are waiting to tweet us. We had to give it to them again. My predictions, I have one minute to go. Here, I can do it. Wednesday, September 19th on Coffee Break with Game Changers. Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, where I am building a social community, social leadership strategy. We're going to be talking about storytelling. Build your social community. Tell your story. What's the difference between pull versus push marketing? Push is old. Pull is new. How do you do it with great stories from your community? In the cloud with Game Changers next Thursday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern. We're going to be talking about pricing models in the cloud. Hmm. Public, private, hybrid. What's the cost? little bit of a segue from what we've talked about today. I want to say thank you to Patricia Harris, Malcolm Kimberlin, Greg Chase, Brad Smith, the Business Channel team, and a big shout-out to my three amazing guests, Cindy Housen. Thank you. Miko Yuck. Thank you. Elon Frank. Thank you. Good debate, good facts, good points of view. You're the panel the way it's supposed to be on live radio. Here's my going out message. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Have a great day. Bonnie D. Graham signing up for In the Cloud, signing off. In the Cloud with Game Changers presented by SAP. Talk to you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thank you again for being part of In the Cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Please join Bonnie D. Graham again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. And be sure to tune in to our other program, Coffee Break with Game Changers, every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, also on the Business Channel. Between shows, visit us at www.sapgamechangersradio.com.